everyone, and welcome back to the Adventures on the Road podcast, proudly brought to you by Overedger Outdoors. Check out the Overedger pack to make your camping a breeze. If you would like to know more about it, have a listen to episode 26. In this episode, we chat with the crew from Jumpers and Jazz in July, which, like so many other festivals, was cancelled this year. We also chat with some of the local businesses that are normally part of the festival and what they have to offer right now to anyone travelling around Queensland. Now, Jumpers and Jazz, unfortunately, didn't happen in July this year, obviously because of our friend COVID-19. But I'm chatting with the ladies to hear about what they're doing in the meantime and what they've got planned for 2021. G'day to my two favourite girls from Warwick, Beth and Pam. Hello, Shane. G'day, Shane. G'day, listeners. Hello, all the people out there travelling. Okay. So, what's happening at the moment, given that COVID-19 is still playing around on the edges? Well, we, of course, out here at Warwick in the southern part of Queensland, we're a regional area, and this, these are the sorts of areas inviting people to come take a drive in Queensland, and it's the most beautiful regional area out this way. We have so much to offer. South of us is Stanthorpe with its vineyards, the Granite Belt. We have beautiful views along the Senec Rim not too far away. We're only two hours or so from Brisbane, Gold Coast. So it's a really easy place to get to, and it's got clean, rural air, just beautiful, and we're encouraging people to come and visit out here and just experience, especially while winter's still here, you can still experience the frosty mornings, which we are getting at the moment, mm-hmm. and frosty mornings, beautiful sunny days, and we're actually sitting out in the sun right now, in fact, and enjoying that. So we're really encouraging people to think about coming for the drive. There's lots of accommodation options, and if they want to know some accommodation options, they can actually go on the Jumpers and Jazz website under visitors' information, and there's a whole lot of links there and different ways that they can start looking at accommodation options if they want to come and stay for a while in the area. Now, obviously, because the uh, the festival itself had to be cancelled this year, naturally we want people who are out and about travelling to, to still come and visit the region because it's important for these country towns and regions that they still get the visitors. And now that we can here in Queensland, I think, we should all get out there. Yeah, well, we're really noticing that there are a lot of visitors to town and we've noticed that in conversations with some of these visitors that they would have been festival visitors anyway and they decided they'd come for a drive because they love coming up to Warwick, they love coming to the festival. Sad that the festival isn't on, but we're still going to come anyway. That's been really important to us as a committee because Whilst the festival is run for 10 days, we're here, you know, 365 days of the year and our beautiful region is worth visiting and we certainly know that many of our local small businesses rely heavily on our festival audience visitations to actually boost along their their turnovers and get them through to the Christmas trade and so, of course, that they've really suffered as a result of the COVID and the lack of movement of people. So we're, as a committee, we're not just here to only put on a 10-day festival. 
but we, we're proud of our region. We're proud of what the region has to offer and we want to be supportive of our local businesses that would rely on their, on our visitor numbers and, and of course, their dollars. And, you know, many, many visitors come uh, here saying that they love visiting our bespoke shops, things that they don't have in the cities and at the coast. Some of our locally owned businesses that are quite unique and got their own flavour and and style. So we're very proud of what we can offer and we really encourage people to come and see us anyway. Right now, as we're doing this podcast, of course, we do actually want to provide a really warm Warwick welcome to our visitors, but we also ask people to stay safe and and certainly to adhere to the any of the state government regulations around visitation. In moving forward, we we know now we can we can get about and we can visit Warwick. There's still a lot to see and do around the region. But no doubt you're busy planning now for 2021. Can we have a bit of a chat about what you've got in the pipeline for the Festival of Jumpers and Jazz in 2021? At the moment, we're looking at keeping a fairly similar lineup of really exciting events. And uh, that takes place basically in the two weekends, but over the 10 days. Of course, because of the COVID regulations, we don't really know until next year what it will actually look like. But we can only um, encourage listeners pretty soon on our website, we will have up there what next year's programs might look like if we go with similar events. So they'll be able to have an idea of when the dates fall and what events might be on when. So that will be there. We will also have up uh, the names of the musicians that we would have had this year, the jazz players, so they can have a bit of an idea of the sort of jazz groups that we get in. Uh, We had quite a bit of a change coming up in 2020. And so there's a variety of jazz players, and we want to make sure that it appeals to a very broad uh, audience of jazz lovers and people do travel, have travelled in the past from the other ends of Australia to come and see those jazz players too. And so we can, the website will be featuring what the program may look like and we can only uh, invite people to keep dried with us on Facebook, Instagram and website to see what it's looking like next year and get a real sense of flavour and the vibe of what may be happening. So basically you're going to be building the anticipation for us all on what we've got to look forward to in 2021. Yeah, and and I guess the challenge for us, Shane, is that whilst reasonably easy to manage ticketed events where you've got a gate, you know, and you, people can get a ticket or you can count people as they come in and out, Many of our events are actually free events, you know, open in the street. And so we can't, don't want to, um, fence off, and you can't fence off the CBD and then, you know, make people go through a gate. You know, like it's a 10-day festival. It is in the middle of the CBD. And that's what actually is the actual essence of the festival. So we can't, you know, there's what, what we, whatever we deliver next year, 
it's all about maintaining and sustaining that CBD vibe, the freedom of being able to walk in up and down the street, in and out of shops, looking at the trees, listening to the music. But somehow or other, we've actually got to manage the uh, with the COVID safe regulations about you know crowd control and um, safe distancing. So number of us have been investing many hours each week participating in industry webinars, workshops, um, doing research, you know, everything that we can possibly do to stay on top of all the regulations as they come to hand because we want to be able to build the visitor confidence. You know, when they come to the festival next year, we'll be doing everything in our power to deliver a COVID safe festival for those who come. But, of course, the other side of that is that we, we really need our visitors to comply with the guidelines as well. And, obviously, if the situation was still the same where there was hotspots or then, you know, in other places, then we would hope that our visitors would be a bit respectful of that. We know that our community are, are a welcoming community, but we also want to keep our community um, and all of our visitors that come to the festival, we want to keep them safe as well. So. We're, we're looking at being as creative as possible to deliver a festival that that maintains the vibe and the energy, the colour, the quirkiness, and hopefully all of those, as Beth said, all of those key events that people have come to love, we want to be able to deliver them. How they look might be a little bit different, but we're, we're endeavouring to do as much as we possibly can to, to keep that vibe and the energy and the quirkiness. Yeah, uh, look, I I can appreciate that it must be a hell of a task for you because uh, as as we've we've seen uh, over the last couple of months that things can start to improve and then then it can go a little bit pear shaped. You really have no idea today what you're going to be able to do tomorrow. So it's going to be constantly changing. So you girls are probably going to have to work ten times as hard as you normally do. How are you going to keep that up? <laughs> husband's shame. They'll probably uh, they'll be shaking their heads. But then we pull them into volunteer in the last time anyway, so but we put we put them to work. Why not why do you have a husband if you can't use them for it as um Oh uh, don't I know that feeling <laughs> uh, but just generally speaking, hopefully um and I'm sure that There'll be, if it's on at all and it's happening, there, there is the colour that comes with all the, the dressed trees mm-hmm. and the yarn bombing that's over various buildings and the art installations in the galleries to look forward to as well as jazz somewhere, hopefully, mm-hmm. and just all those different types of market uh, suitcase rummage and celebration of local flavours. But whatever form that takes, that's part of the variety that, we offer usually, and so if, and there's good photos too up on the website from past past uh, events, past festivals, which people if they've never been to one, they will certainly get a good uh, sense of what it looks like and the feel. It's a very happy vibe. It's a celebratory type vibe that uh, people come here to enjoy. Yeah, we can only invite people to keep an eye on our again Instagram, Facebook page, website just to see what will be happening. And so, Shane, just to reiterate the actual date for 2021, it is the 15th to the 25th of January.
July 20, in the year 2021. Right, so let's mark that in the calendar now. The 15th to the 25th. Ten days of absolute, what I would say, a bombing good time yep. and a good yarn. And yeah. the point is, too, that they get to enjoy. You, you come to rug up because the frosty, there are those beautiful frosty mornings which people love, but when we get our sunny days, it's often really perfect weather. Actually, a little bit too warm sometimes, so people shouldn't be too worried about being cold all the time if they come from warmer climes. Uh, it's actually very Usually sunny and beautiful weather through the day, but they can enjoy wearing their big coats and scarves and so forth and rugging up on those early mornings and night times. So it just brings that lovely contrast, which a lot of people enjoy. It's one of the reasons they love coming here and grabbing that opportunity to enjoy a cold, crispy winter in Queensland. What more could you ask for and what better location to do it in than at the Jumpers and Jazz Festival in Warwick. For sure, most, most definitely. All right, girls, well, it's been good talking to you and I look forward to seeing you in 2021 from the 15th to the 25th of July. Good day. Thank you, Shane, for your time. We really yes. appreciate your program and what yes. you do. Thank you. Yes. You're most welcome. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye. Did you know you can listen to podcasts on Spotify? Just search for Adventures on the Road or use the link in the show notes. Hi, I'm Katie from Overedger Outdoors. If you struggle to find your camp kitchen supplies when camping, we have a better way. The Overedger Pack from Overedger Outdoors. Never rummage for those tongs or the salt and pepper again. The Overedger Pack folds into an easy-to-pack and store box and unfolds into a brilliant camp kitchen organiser in less than a minute. No more plastic boxes, everything you need, easy to find, every time. Find us at Overedger Outdoors on Facebook or Instagram to see some videos of the pack in action or go to overedger.com.au to get yours today. Well, I'm now going to tell you a very short story which will lead us into our next guest. One day, a tradie named Tony said to a lady named Lynn, come run away with me. Go farming up in Queensland. There's lots up there to see. And Lynn said yes. And now the adventure continues. Hi, Lynn. Hi, how are you? Lovely to talk to you. Look, thanks for coming on the podcast. So tell us a little bit about this journey thus far. Um, Well, we've had a few farms all over Queensland. We settled up in North Queensland in Mackay first initially on a little six-acre property in a banner. And then from there we went to a cattle property and then we were, we were down here visiting in Warwick in, in the middle of winter for a hockey tournament and saw all the trees with their woolly jumpers on up the main street and just fell in love with the place. So that was our first taste of jumpers and jazz and we decided on that, no, we've got to come and live here because it's a good place to be and this is the next part of the journey, I guess. So you're on a, a beef and cattle property, is that correct? Yeah. So the property is named Skyview Pastoral and we're about 20 minutes out of Warwick. And we were looking at the uh, our income streams for the farm in the middle of the drought and thought, well, we've really got to think outside the box here if we want to get through this and look at other income streams for the farm. So, and as it happened, we were talking about this with some friends over dinner and I'd made roast veggies and roast beef and I was using a roasting salt that I'd made from herbs that I'd grown in the garden. 
And one of the girls that was there for dinner said, look, these veggies are amazing. You should sell that salt. So that was where Skyview Pastoral began. It was basically born over the kitchen table. So now what I'm doing is I'm making a range of all different herb salts, and they're made from herbs that I grow on farm and from local ingredients around the area. And I've also started doing dried tomatoes and zucchini chips, and we do a range of seeds and all manner of different things. If I can grow it, then it's going in a bag and Skyview Pastoral selling it. So that's what we're doing. And I dare say it's grown with a lot of love as well. It is, absolutely. It's That's my happy place. It's in my herb garden. That's where I love to be. From my place, I can look out right across the Swanfells Valley all the way to New South Wales while I'm in there. So that's definitely my happy place. And it's part of the reason why we moved here and it's why I love doing what I do and I'm doing what I love. It's great. Now, I know you've been involved with Jumpers and Jazz for a little while now. And why do you love being involved with Jumpers and Jazz so much? Oh, I just love the quirkiness of it. You know, it's just so nice to see all the different types of people that come out for Jumpers and Jazz in Warwick. Like we get visitors from all over Australia, but the crafties also all come out. So, And the local schools get involved. And the community groups have all got a tree to decorate. And they just it's just a time of fun which is great. The the spinners and weavers here all go a bit mad and they get yarn bombing everything. And it's just that it's a great time of year to be here in Warwick. Yeah, I believe it's also a great thing to be celebrating local flavours. Let's let's talk about celebrating that. Celebration of local flavours is is a market that's held on usually on the second week of the Jumpers and Jazz Festival, and it's uh, it's a series of st- food stalls that are presented by local growers in the area. So, And it's all about celebrating all the good food and the wines that are grown and produced right here in our local area because we are the best-kept secret in, in Queensland, I reckon. We have got the best food. We all lead really busy lives when we farm, and it's just really nice to take a second and meet with other farmers and share what we're working for and to celebrate just how lucky we are living here. So last year I decided I'd throw my hat in the ring and I'd become a stall holder. And so we put something together and it gave me a chance to catch up with other people that were doing like for like similar to what I'm doing. So we've got a lot of other local producers and they've got a lot of local knowledge too. So it was as as much about swapping and sharing with other producers as it was about selling our goodies. So And I found that there are a lot of things that I make to complement what other people were making, like the person who was in the stall next to me, they had that their place is called Coolmunda Olives. So they make these great olives that go really well with my dried tomatoes. And then on the other side of me, I had Golden Grove Winery, and they make this fabulous Tempranillo that goes with my tomatoes as well. So I spent the day not only just selling my own farm grown things, but recommending the stalls next door to me as well. And people were going home with a big hamper of all these things that went really well together that were all from this local area. So it was absolutely just the most brilliant day. Tell us, why is it so important buying local produce, do you think? Oh, I think that it it has the heart of the district in it and it's got love in it, which is great. And it's just so nice to be able to go to a place where they're holding it celebration of local flavours and you get to actually meet the face behind the story of what you're eating and I think that in this day and age that's really important. 
obviously, too, this this is something that's fairly uplifting for the town and the community, isn't it? Yeah. We've had a hard time of it. We've had three years of drought and then we've had bushfires on top of that and now we've got this COVID epidemic as well. So if there's one thing that we've learnt, it's how important it is to stick with community. Like it's the local, if you're buying from local, you're keeping the money in your own town and that keeps everybody alive. And it's the community that lifts each other better than anything else. So when I buy, say I go go to a food stall at Celebrations and I buy a hamburger, I know the meat has come from the butcher up the road who's bought his beef from the farmer up the road, who buys his feed from the co-op up the road. And so the supply chain goes around and it means people stay here in the area. So we all look after each other and that means our schools stay open because people stay and they don't move away. And it means that we keep our police and our ambulance and people are employed and that means we're not reliant on handouts from people because we're supporting each other. And that's the whole spirit behind these events like Celebration of Local Flavours. And also people get to sample beautiful, fresh goodies that you just can't buy at the big supermarkets. So it's really important. There's there's always a story and a face behind food and, and I think people enjoy meeting the farmer. Did you find that a lot? Of- well, in case you haven't noticed, I love a gas bag. No, so I was really in my element. <laughs> and for farm-based businesses like mine, it was brilliant exposure. Like last year, we had 14,000 to 15,000 people come along to that festival. So you can imagine I was absolutely flat out. And we sold out of all of our salts and our dried tomato chippies and our other products, which was great. But I think What was more valuable about that was that repeat business after the festival where people that we'd met and they'd come and visited us at the store, they went hunting and found us on Facebook or found us on Instagram or checked out our websites and then they ordered more goodies off us after they'd gone home. And even now I'm still getting orders from people that I met at at Seasons of Local Flavours and now those guys are my regulars. They're like part of my family, which is great. And we keep in touch with each other and they're still buying bits and pieces off me and checking out our website and looking at the animal pictures that are on there and all that sort of thing. So that was really good. And the other thing that was really nice too was that people actually got a chance to sample and taste things. When you're buying things online, you can't really do that. So from that point of view, that really benefited my business because they were able to taste stuff. They knew it was good and they were more inclined to buy it, which was great. Our food's got a story and it's got a face behind it. And I think it was really nice not only for me to meet people who are buying my goodies, but people enjoyed meeting farmers that produce that actually produce the product. Yeah, Jumpers and Jazz isn't happening this year. So where do you go from here? Well, we're pretty gutted that it's not on, but we can understand the reasons behind it. But at the end of the day, we've got to look at it this way. All of us local producers, we're all still here. We're all still doing what we love to do. So we're growing stuff and we're keeping our businesses going. We've got an online, most of us have got an online presence. And some people have got farm gate sales going on as well. So if you're missing the festival then and you still want to be involved, you can by going onto the website for jumpersandjazz.com.au where all of us producers are all listed. And then you can get links to uh, their websites and to their Facebook sites and they're all the people that have participated in the festival in the past. 
So if you met somebody last year when you were at Seasons of Local Flavours and you want to catch up with them or you want to buy something from them, then their contact details will be on that website. So you can also find out a bit more about what they're producing now. You can go and pay them a visit if they've got a farm gate site. And we've got local stores in Warwick as well that have also jumped on to the bandwagon and they're stocking our products all year round. So if you're looking for somewhere to come out for a day trip, come out to Warwick and Stanthorpe or, or book yourself a weekend getaway and come out and have a look what we've got to offer and pay the farms a visit while you're out here. Like I would love to see everybody come back in 2021 and I'll look forward to seeing everyone at that festival. Let's hope that it's on and especially celebrations of local flavours and we'd love to have them along. That will be on the 15th to the 25th of July 2021. That's exactly right. So hopefully we'll look forward to seeing you all there. Now I'm going to add just a little tidbit on the end of our chat. Yeah. We we had organised to catch up earlier today. (laughs) And when I rang to talk to you, you were, look, you're going to have to call back, Shane. There's something exciting happening. Let's share with our listeners what exciting thing has happened today that we had to postpone our chat till a bit later in the day. Well, at the moment, it's lambing season here. And when you rang me, I was actually in the middle of a paddock with one of our girls who was having babies and she had, she was having twins. Uh, So she was pretty ginormous and um, it ends up she's had two little baby girls who are happy and well and safe and they've all got a belly full of milk and they've got their little jumpers on and they're in the feed shed tonight. So all in all, it's been a great day for you. It's been a very busy day. Lynn, I want to thank you for your time and I look forward to catching up with you when we come out to Jumpers and Jazz in 2021, unless I see you beforehand. Make sure you do. That'd be great. And thanks. It's been lovely chatting with you. Thanks, Lynn. Bye for now. Bye for now. Now, I'm chatting with Deanie, who is part of the Warwick community and part of the festival Jumpers and Jazz that's on in July each year. Good morning to you, Deanie. How are you? Good morning, Shane. I'm probably not as well as you because wherever you are must be on the coast and it's warmer. And here it's a tad brisk. <laughs> well, I, I can assure you it, it, it's brisk where I am as well. I'm calling you from Toowoomba today, so uh, oh. <laughs> so so not that far away. So tell okay. me, how, how long have you lived in Warwick? Well, 25 years to be exact now. Time gallops on when you have things to do. They do. Now, you're originally from South Africa, right? is that right? Yeah. I am. I was born in South Africa. I was born in Cape Town. Where else would anyone be born? Um, <laughs> of course. Cape, um, and I, I actually have a, a bit of a blend in my culture. In my heritage, there's a San Bushman. Do you know the Kalahari Bushman? Oh, yes, um, yes. So there's some German in there and Spanish as well. And when I immigrated to Australia, I met and married an Italo-Swiss guy. And... I took on his surname, the Caparali. So my name is Dini Cola Caparali. That's an interesting combination. It's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) I bet bet you have to spell it for the odd person as well. Well, some people, you know, when I I, I used to be a teacher, yeah, and one of the little kids used to call me, hello, Mrs. uh, Cola, Mrs. Cola Cabbage. (laughs) Cabbage. Cabbage. <laughs> Cabbage, Cabbage, 
So, so what do you do these days? About 17 years ago, I gave up my school teaching career and I bought uh, three very derelict shops in Warwick, but they appealed to me so greatly because I could see beyond the broken windows and the dirt and the grime and everything else. All I saw was the finished product. It took me seven years to do up those three shops. And as soon as I'd done with them, I had two rented out for different businesses. And the third one, I was inspired to open up a venue for art, music and food, which are the three absolute loves in my life. So Um, food? Art, music and food. Art, music and food. Good combination, I reckon. I think so. It, it, It makes me feel happy. Probably, oh yeah, well, to to date, 33 years ago, I had one of those moments in my life, you know, where everything comes to a standstill because you have a health issue and the doctor gives you, you know, news which feels very terminal. But I I thank God actually for for that moment in time because all of a sudden you faced with your own mortality and something wonderful crept in. Something which said, why don't you sing and why don't you paint? And that started a journey of joie de vivre. I, it didn't matter to me what I did, where I did it, when I did it, or how I did it. I've heard um, rumours that you're not a bad singer. <laughs> well, before that time, it would have been quite questionable. <laughs> Shane, I've always loved music. Let, let's sort of fast forward a little bit from there to today okay. what what's your involvement with jumpers and jazz in july well i opened up um a little coffee house and restaurant called joie de vivre the joy of life and when i came here in 1994 to warwick i was teaching them but i started having art exhibitions at the local gallery and audrey hoffman was the director of the art gallery so when i had exhibitions there i would exhibit my pieces as well as entertain everybody with my jazz. So Audrey had this brainwave. She rang me one day and said, Dini, how does this sound? Jumpers, jazz, and jalopies in July. Jumpers, jazz, and jalopies in July. July. Yes, as as a, a venue. And she said, are you interested? I said, my oath. Am I ever interested in jazz? Because at that point, there was not much jazz. In fact, jazz was non-existent in Warwick. It was all country music. So I stood in the main uh, street in front of the town hall. She had a little little uh, stage there, and I stood on the stage and sang my heart out. And that's how we started. And it's absolutely grown since then, my love of jazz has never waned in any way, shape, or form. I adore the fact that you could come to a little country town and enjoy jazz. In my shop, in at Joie de Vivre, I do jazz. I sing. I have a band, a great band. I've got to ask, what's the name of the band? Black Velvet Jazz. Ah, of course. <laughs> Now we've got a bit of class there now, see? Oh, my gosh. And I tell you what, I am so blessed and grateful to have these guys on board. They are amazing. So 
the Jumpers and Jazz Festival in July, which is called now. So what do you do at the cafe? I host on the Friday the Friday and the Saturday I have uh, jazz night. So people come in and I always open at 6.30 and they are queuing up at the door by 6 o'clock in the freezing cold. It's tradition for me to have that whole place lit up, beautiful with candles and everything. The tables are all beautifully set out. In long rows, everyone has their name on the table so they know exactly where to sit because my front of house staff is also the person in the kitchen and everywhere else. We run like chooks with our heads chopped off. <laughs> Me in the kitchen, of course. The band has got to be playing, and then I throw the doors open, and they all come bustling in amidst noise, and the and the party starts immediately. And then in between uh, courses, I come out and sing with the band. And then, this is tradition, people end up, the end of the night, and it only goes to 10 o'clock, but they end up dancing on every square little space of floor, because I just have one big dance floor. They can dance around their chair, I don't care, and they dance outside on the footpath. It's freezing cold, but it so, gets so toasty warm in there that people love just going out and, and spilling out onto the street. I love it. <laughs> You've, I've just been sitting here listening to you, and I've got this picture in my mind, and it's 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 just <laughs> a fabulous evening. <laughs> and I do accept that people want they want to be acknowledged, they want to be greeted, known by name, they want to meet people, they want to eat good food, they want to touch base with each other. If I were to come out to Warwick, what's the hours of your cafe? Okay. I open Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock. In that time, I'm my most exuberant. Well, it sounds to me like when we come to visit you, it's certainly quality, not quantity. <laughs> You have to take me as you find me. And, you know, whenever I get a moment, and especially if you are new to my establishment, uh, I give you an impromptu song. And at the moment, my, my favorite thing to do is sing in French. I do Edith Piaf. Now, there's something about French when they're oh, singing, isn't oh, there? Oh, my God, yes. Now, look. I've absolutely loved chatting with you. I'm totally intrigued and you are now on my my short list. For the next time I come to Warwick, I'm going to pop in and say good day. All right, good. Good on you and I'll say good day right back. You take care and Thanks. I'll see you soon. Absolutely, Shane. It's been an absolute blessing to talk to you and I thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks again to Overedger Outdoors for their support. Find them at overedger.com.au. And if you are interested, get a discount code in episode 26. Please stay safe and happy. Until next month, I'm Shane. Have a safe journey, everyone. Mm-hmm.